Now, if you're grateful that he doesn't stop, that it doesn't end, that when, that even when you don't deserve it, and even when things aren't going the way you want it, and and when stuff is a little off and things are a little messed up, that he he still is making a way where he's still on the throne. He he still is, is seeking out an answer for you. If you're just for a minute, if you're just grateful for that, put your hands together like you really mean it. Just just for a second, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Lord. You know, we serve a mighty God. We serve a great big God. Are we? It's wild. It's crazy. It's it's how amazing our God really is. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful. Well, I'm good. To, I'm glad to be here. Anybody excited to just be here today and just? So you may be seated. So, I told the team, I, I want to get this off my chest. I told the team this morning I had to come and, and eat some crow because I was adamant last week. I stood in our, we meet every morning and we pray and we talk about things and, and stuff, and I was adamant. I said, you know, the series is done, it's over. It's finished. I have fulfilled the requirements that the Lord had on me, and I get to move on. I told him this last week in this meeting. And then the Lord was like, you thought you was done. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you start telling the Lord what you're going to do, because then he just flips it on up for you. So we are going to do part number three. Somebody say part three. We're going to do part number three of O. Oh, the places you'll go. We're going to jump into part number three. Part number one was about three weeks ago, I think. Brother Carl, I'm, I'm forgetting the, the dates. I told you I was done. I was over. I was just, I let it go and moved on. And so uh, I think three weeks ago and we jumped in and we were looking at Jacob and, and the famine and his kids and the struggle and the things and and so in Genesis 42, and we, we read a, a whole bunch. And if you remember, I only got through two of those verses, you know, and y'all was very worried the next week, like, oh my goodness, wowzer. Um, but then the next week we, we jumped in and we did a few more verses. I think we did like eight. Um, and so we're making progress, we're making progress. We're moving right along, so that's good. Um, and there were three big ideas over those two weeks that um, we really talked about, and it really focused on the famine. It really, God spoke to us about the importance of the famine, and, and point number one was that our approach and our response to a famine matters. How we engage with the famine, what the famine really brings out in us, those things matter because it determines where we're going to end up. When, when, when things, when the rain comes and when, when things turn around, we'll look around and our response in the middle of that famine, in the middle of that moment, in the middle 
of the trial and when things aren't going right, our response then will determine where we end up when things begin to, to turn around. And so it's important how we respond to a famine. And so then we talked about how Oftentimes in the middle of, of a famine, we're looking and we're trying to determine what we're, we've got and we're looking at what other people have and, you know, their lives are, are, are set and stable and it seems like everything is going well for them. Why can't things go well for me? They've got stuff going on. They've got things that they've got blessing on blessing over there and I'm over here struggling and just barely making it by the skin of my teeth. And, and so point number two was really important about not being demoralized and dejected by what they have have, but engage with what God has given you. Because what God has given you is what is going to get you through to your blessings, to the place that God wants you to go. That's, that's important for us to realize that, that God has gifted and given each one of us a special thing, a special gift, a, a special anointing, a special promise that, that if we engage with that, if we consume ourselves with what God has provided us, one day we'll look out and we'll be blessed because of that, not because of what somebody else has and not where somebody else has gone and not what somebody else has, has done, but what God has given you. Somebody's got to re-engage with what God has provided you and blessed you with. All right. Now, y'all, don't get too excited because these are just old points. These are just old stuff. So this is old stuff. And then we really dug in for quite a while on the fact that God uses a famine. That famine isn't just by chance, it's not just a happenstance, it's not something that just comes up and like out of the blue, but God uses those moments when things aren't going right, when things are difficult and hard, and when things don't, don't look like we want. God uses those to really move us to those places where he wants us to go. And so we talked about this and we really focused on Jacob, we focused on those brothers, but today I'm going to talk about, I want to look at Joseph. Look at Joseph. And in Genesis, you know, we, we find Genesis chapter number 42. We've read all about Jacob and, you know, the, the, the grain is dried up and things aren't going well. And he looks at his boys and says, y'all got to go to Egypt. And, and Egypt is where it's at. We've got to find. So that's where success is going to be. So take this money and go on to Egypt. And so the, the boys go to Egypt and they're standing in front of, uh, of this, this, this ruler. And they're like, you know, we're just here. We're just, uh, you know, uh, just a few of us. There's, there's just a few of us here. And then we've got a brother that's left behind and we've got a brother that's dead and so you know we're just trying to survive and and unbeknownst to them they find themselves face to face with Joseph and Joseph he recognizes them and he knows who they are but they don't really understand what what what's happening and so we find that this is the moment where uh, I really want to zoom in I want to zoom out on Jacob and the brothers and I really want to focus in on on Joseph and his and his response to this moment and so if you don't know Joseph is that one he was that favorite son of Jacob he was the one that Jacob really loved the one that Jacob really cared about you know I, I imagine that, that, that Jacob liked his other boys, I guess. You know, he just, you know, he, they're, they're good guys, I guess. They're good. But, but, but Joseph was special. Joseph was important. Joseph was valued. It was not, it's not just me. I'm not just, you know, uh, reading in and just trying to get some context and, and, and some clues. But it literally says in, in, in Genesis 37 that now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. Like this was put in writing. 
Like, can you imagine, like, you go and you've got siblings and you, you know, when, when you look back through the books, you know, in the diaries, they, they, your parents said, well, I loved your brother more than you. That's what God just did. That's what he did. He, that's what he did. Uh, and so it says that, 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 that Jacob loved Joseph more than all of his other children. He was important to him. Now, and, and to signify this important, it says that he, he made him a coat of many colors. He actually gave him a, a garment to indicate and signify how important Joseph was to him and how, how, how amazing Joseph was and how loved Joseph was. Joseph was, was select and special from a very young age. He had grown up in this environment of being loved and he had been groomed in this environment of being cared about and being special and being selected and being uh, set apart and so Joseph understood what it's like to to be chosen to be special to be anointed and I wish somebody in this hour would understand that you still are a chosen generation that you still are a royal priesthood that you that God still loves you and God he cares about you and you are special in his eyes I understand that the world tells you that you're just one of many but I I want you to know today that God loves you special, that God cares about you specifically, that God has something destined for you individually, that, that you are special. Someone say, I'm special. And so we find that Joseph is special. But he's not just special in the eyes of his dad. He's not just special in the eyes of the one in which he has come from, but, but we find that Joseph is also special in the eyes of God. He has special favor that has been poured on him, special ability and anointing that had been poured on him. Joseph is special not just in the eyes of the one in which he was born from, but, but the one who ultimately in him we live and move and have our being. That one, he looked at Joseph and said, boy, you are special. The reason we know is that in this moment and in this time, Joseph he had these brothers and he had this place but God didn't give a dream to Reuben God didn't give a dream to the brothers but, but God gave a special dream to Joseph God gave Joseph insight and God gave Joseph a vision and, and God allowed Joseph to see a little bit more than his brothers could have ever seen we find that he has favor and, and he has anointing of God. And, and if you go just a couple of other verses in chapter, in verse number five of, of Genesis 37, it says, and Joseph dreamed a dream. And you see, this dream was so amazing. This dream was so great. And, and it was a vision from God where, where it says that there, there's these, these, these bales of hay and, and the, the one was standing, but the rest were falling over. And, and we finally also had a dream where the sun, the moon, the planets, and the stars, those things all bowed down to Joseph. Those, that is quite a dream. When you start looking and people are start bowing down to you and things start turning your way and everything starts looking at you and, and things are just shining on you. And I would say that that is a pretty good dream. You see, when, you, when you're looking at your natural and you're looking and things are dusty and things are dirty and things don't look dim, uh, things don't look great, things are kind of dim and, and things are kind of boring and dull. But then when you close your eyes and you begin to engage with your dream, it's something amazing happens. Anybody ever just, you know, you just close your eyes and you're tired and, you know, it's been a rough day and things just aren't going well and, and, you know, you got stresses and you got bills and you got whatever and then you just go to sleep and you just have a good dream. 
Like one of those dreams that just takes you out of your moment, just takes you out of your present, and you just go into this place where things are great and wonderful and fantastic, and you're smiling and you feel good, and, and you wake up and you're sad that the dream is over. Anybody ever been there? You're just frustrated and you're angry, and you're like, your spouse is like, what is wrong with you? All oh, that dream. What is going on with you? Any, okay, anybody have a dream about your spouse? Your spouse did something wrong, and you wake up and you're mad at them? Anybody? And they're like, baby, what's wrong? Well, you did what? Baby, it was a dream. I did not, I did not do such thing. I never said that. I never said that. I always said you look good in that. Well, you said, no, 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 no. Right? Dreams are wild. Dreams are crazy. Dreams allow you to engage with things that maybe aren't as they should be. Dreams have an ability to transport you and, 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 and take you to places and go beyond what the moment says. Dreams have the ability to, to begin to catapult you into, into places and into to, to realms that you could have only imagined or dreamed, or actually that you couldn't even imagine. Like you're standing here and you're going through your everyday life and you're going through the whole hums of every single day. And, 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 and then when you begin to dream about it, when you begin to get lost in a dream, it engages something that's beyond what you can envision for the moment. That's what the power of dreams are. And we find that Joseph is engaging. He's looking and these boys are bigger than him and stronger than him and, and mightier than him and been blessed probably more than him. And, and they've got things and people have said stuff about them and, and they've got more ability and more talent. But, but he looks in his dream that God has given him and he sees something that is bigger than his present. He sees something that is greater than his moment. He sees something that is, uh, is more grand than what is available to him right now. I wish that right now there are people that would be willing to engage with the dream that God has given you, that, that there's something more than what you're experiencing right now. There's something bigger than, than what's available right now. There's, there's something out there that God has blessed you with and has anointed you with that is more than what you would see and envision in your natural. Somebody needs to engage with your dream. If we take our dream those things in which we envision and we begin to connect it with our passions and our motivations. Brother Carl, I find that it's powerful. When we begin to envision something bigger and we begin to connect that with our drive and our abilities, we begin to, to move into new places when we begin to engage with our dreams and our visions and we connect that with our drive, our abilities, I find that it's able to take us into new places. When we're able to envision something more, Brother Henry, when I'm able to see that there's more out there, there's more available, there's, there's more than right here, there's more than this moment, there's more than what I'm doing, there's, there's more than what I've experienced, there's more than, than what they've said about me, there's more than what my, my parents have done or what my, what my generations after generations have gone through. There's, there's more available to me than that. Like I can, I can go further than that. And when I begin to not just dream about it, but, but engage with it and begin to move a little bit with it, and when I begin to take steps 
towards fulfilling my dream and when I begin to take steps towards reaching that calling, that when I begin to take those steps, it, I find myself moving to new places and new spaces and new realms. It opens up doors that, that previously were locked. That It opens up spaces that were previously untapped. Uh, it opens up places that for generations it was all locked up. This wasn't for you. I know other people can reach it. I know other people had it. Other people could accomplish that. I know that other people could be educated like that or other people could have success like that but but not for us this isn't part of our lineages but when we begin to dream the dream that God has given us when we begin to walk in the anointing that God has given us we begin to say that you know what that may have been my story back then but God has blessed me today old things are passed away old problems are passed away old struggles are passed away old things are passed away and behold I've been given a new dream a new vision a new anointing to walk in what God has called me to. And so we find that Joseph was born with a dream. Joseph was born with a dream that went beyond his station in life, that went beyond the place in which he existed, that went beyond the place that he found himself in. We find that Joseph was born with a dream that was big, that was grand, that was great, that was otherworldly. Joseph's dream was so great, was so grand, was so big, that Brother Carl, it could not be brought about with him being right where he was. The dream that he had was so big, the dream in which he had was so great, it was so grand, that it could not be contained by the space in which he existed. Joseph began to visualize something that's greater than who he is and greater than what he was around and greater than what he understood. This is what happens not only when we engage with our dream and we connect it with our drive, but when we begin to give that dream over to God. You see, it's great to be gifted, it's great to be anointed, it's great to have abilities, it's great to have talents, but talent and ability will only take you so far. Talent and ability connected with a dream will take you great places and it will take you to far heights, but it will have a limit and a cap. But when I take my ability and when I take my talent and when I connect it to my dream and all of those things I hand it in and I put it in the hands of God, there is no place that I can't do. There is nothing that is impossible not because of my ability, not because of my talent, not because of my dream, but, but because of who holds my dream, because he who grabs a hold of my dream and connects it with his promise. And when my dream is in the hand of God, I'm able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that I could ever ask or think because of the mighty hand of God. That's what happens when we connect our dreams to who God is. This is what happens when we take our natural inclination, our natural ability, our natural things, and, and we begin to put them in the hands of God. We begin to connect them with who God is. 
It's when we begin to operate not just in our natural man, in our natural being, when we begin to move beyond just just accomplishing things in my natural uh, self, but when I begin to engage with my spirit man, when I begin to engage with the Holy Spirit in my life, when I begin to engage with, with who he is, and when I begin to engage in my spirit, it begins to take me and move me and drive me into places that I never could have imagined. Some of you understand what it's like. To, to look with your natural eyes and, and you see desolation and you see problems and you see trial but you close your eyes and you see victory some of you understand what it's like when you look around and you see well I don't have plenty it's a, I, I'm tr- struggling making ends meet but you still could close your eyes but you, you see blessing on blessing on blessing some of you know what it's like to, to look around and say well stuff doesn't make sense and things aren't connecting the way I want them to connect but, but when you close your eyes you know that there is an experience Expected end that that you know you are the head and not the tail that you are a mighty man of valor you look around and you say well I've lost this battle things aren't working out I'm I'm tired and I'm frustrated but you close your eyes and you can see that victory is on the horizon some of you know what it's like to engage in not just the natural and not just the ordinary and not just the everyday but some of you know what it's like that when you begin to stir up that spirit man that's in every one of you that we're able able to look around and say well victory is on the horizon I know my natural says that defeat is right there I know the armies have come up against me but close your eyes just like Elisha did and you begin to see mountains and you begin to see valleys full of angels that are working on your behalf some of you know what it's like to have the Lord Jesus Christ fighting your battles and be able to say I will stand ye therefore not because of my strength not because of my power but because of the power of Jesus Christ. If there's anybody that's won some battles, if there's anybody that's experienced victory when you didn't deserve it, how about you put your hands together for just a second and thank the Lord for it. Come on, if you've ever experienced the power of God manifest in your life, put your hands together and thank the Lord this morning for taking you to some places. Hallelujah. Oh, we understand what it's like to engage in our spirit man but we find that Joseph is in a place where there are things that he's dreaming that he doesn't comprehend there are things in which he's envisioning that just don't make sense He's not fully understanding and, and, and seeing the, the, what's going to take place. And, and we find that, and Joseph dreamed a dream, and, and we find that in this moment, Joseph, he's looking and he's like, wow, this is exciting. This is, this is uh, great, and this is wonderful, and, 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 and this is, there's something going on here. This is a pretty nice dream, and, and let, let me, I need to tell somebody about this. So we find that Joseph says he told his brothers... He's like, y'all listen up. Let me tell you, I had a good old dream. I had one of them good, good dreams. One of them good, good ones, them good dreams. Let me tell you about it. And so he begins to share the dream that God has given him. 
He begins to articulate for his brothers the dream that God has gifted to him, that God has anointed for him, him for. He, he's, he begins to share that, Sister Roseanne. He's telling his brothers, he's like, y'all, gather around. I've got something to tell you. And he, and he tells them that, you know, uh, there were these, 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 hails of the, these bales of hay and, and, and they began, they were all standing up at one point and then the, they, they gathered around the one and, and, and I think I was the one. That's what he told him. He's like, it was me. I think it was me. That bale of hay had my my name on it and, and the rest of them are y'all and guess what happened to me? I got to stand up and it was great and it was wonderful and it was wild and guess what y'all got to do? It was it's so funny let's just think about this. Y'all, y'all bell fell over and it note before me, isn't that nice? He begins to share this dream with his brothers. He begins to tell them and explain to them what is happening. The, the dream that God has, has given him, that anointing that God has given him. And then he has that second dream and he goes to his dad and says, Jacob, dad, bro, let me tell you. I had this exciting dream, this, this dream in the sun and the moon and the stars. They gather around and dad, listen, let me tell you, they worship me. Ain't that funny? And Jacob was like, bro, what are you thinking? Like, even your mama and me? I, th I understand that you got some beef with your brothers. I know that I gave you this coat and called a little friction. I know you're talking, you're messing with your brothers. But you're sitting here telling me that mom and I are about to bow down to you? And it says that his brothers hated him yet the more. Not only are they upset about the coat... Not only are they upset about the favor, but now they're upset even more so because of the dream. You see, some of you know what it's like to be hated because of what God has given you. Some of you know oh so well what it's like to be blessed, to be favored, to be anointed, to be gifted, to be uplifted, to be encouraged, to be placed in heavenly places, to be selected, to be called. Some of you know what it's like. You know what it's like to live on blessing. Sister April, we talk about living a blessed life and we talk about, Xavier, how great it is to be blessed. And, and, and Trav, we talked about how we are going to give and it shall be given unto you. Press down. This these uh, monitors make me sound good today. Shaken together, right? Running over. We talk and we, we, we want this blessing, but oftentimes what we don't talk about is what happens when other people see that blessing. We're real good at talking about, oh, Lord, bless me. Lord, bless them. Lord, lift them. Lord, do incredible things for them. Lord, come on, bring it out. Give them a dream, Lord. Let them see what you have, what you see about them, Lord. Let them see who, who, who they really are in you, Lord. Let them, and we begin that, we talk about that, and some of us begin to see, well, you know what? God really has called me to be the head and not the tail. God really has called me to live a blessed life. And some of us begin to realize that, but then we face opposition because some of us don't realize that, that when when we are a dreamer, when we are blessed, when we are called, when we are favored, there are those that will hate us yet the more. Just because of the dream. And you see, it's frustrating. It's frustrating because not only do we have those that despise us 
because of our dream. But just because God gives us a dream, Adina, just because God blesses you and anoints you and gifts you and, 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 and pours favor on you, blessings and blessings on blessings, just because that's what happens doesn't mean that eliminates the struggles of life. Because let me tell you, Joseph was blessed with a dream. He was blessed with two of them, two dreams. And you know what that dream got him? It got him into a pit. You know what that dream got him? That dream got him sold into slavery. You know what that dream got him? That dream got him lied on and cheated out of his place and his status and his position. That dream got him thrown into jail. You know what that dream got him? That dream got him moved into a foreign land with foreign food and foreign people and foreign language and foreign names away from where he grew up, things he didn't recognize, no people, no family, no friends, no nothing, nothing connecting him and linking him to what he used to be. That's what happens when we live by our dreams. And I talked about earlier that some of you know what it's like to be blessed. How many of you have ever been blessed? Anybody? Anybody ever walk in blessing? You're like, listen, this is only, this is only because of the favor of the Lord. Anybody ever get to some place in your life and you look back and said, if it had not been for the Lord right there and over there and with them and in that relationship and in that problem and that trial, if it had not been the Lord who made it out, that, that got me out of that and made a way where there seemed to be no way over there. Anybody ever been through that? You ever just been in a place and you'd be like, listen, you know what? I'm standing here only because of the grace and the mercy and the anointing and the love of God that is brand new every single day. Anybody ever look at your life and say, well, I used to be and I should have been but God anybody ever have a but God moment in your life anybody grateful for that but God moment anybody just want to say thank you God for making a way for intervening for me you know and we've, we've been there we've got some people here that know what it's like to live by blessings but has anybody ever found yourself you are you know you're blessed you know God has, has anointed you. You know God has gifted you, but still had to walk through some things. Anybody know, without a shadow of a doubt, that God has been for you? Has anybody ever been in a place where you're like, you know what? I am absolutely sure that God loves me and cares about me. But also, right? But also, not felt it, not seen it in that moment. Anybody ever been there? Has there, okay, let me ask you this. Has there been anybody that has ever had to walk through the valley of the shadow of death? Anybody ever been there? You see, you're anointed and you're given dreams and you're given visions, but it leads you into that shadow of death. It leads you into to, to trials and troubles and struggles and things and, and kids aren't acting right and marriage isn't working out and, and money's not coming in like it used to, like it was back in the day and, and things aren't working out and, and people, that's the frustration of living by a dream. And if we're not careful, if all I'm doing is living by the dream that God gave me, if all I'm doing is I'm living by the vision that God gave me back in the day. If, I'm, if all I'm doing is living by that vision and that, 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 that thing, I'll never get to the places that God wants me to go. If I'm living my journey based on the dream, I'll never get to where I need to be. 
Some of you are like, whoa, Hogan, hold it. I know that God gave me this dream. I know that God has called me to this. I'm not doubting that. I am not saying that God did not do that. But what I am saying is God didn't call you to live every day of your life according to that dream. Because there's going to be trials. There's going to be tribulations. There's going to be struggles. And if I'm living according to my dream, when the wind comes, when the rain comes, when the stuff happens, when the pit comes, when the lies come, when the trials come, and I'm trying to compare my dream with what I'm going through, when I'm trying to compare what I'm existing with and what I've experienced with my dream, I'll grow frustrated, I'll go flustered, and I'll give up. Because what I'm experiencing doesn't have anything to do with my dream. Let me tell you this. Let me, let me tell you this. Brother Anthony, I had to learn this. Let me tell you this. Joseph was given a dream, Genesis 37 and 5. Joseph told his brothers his dream and they hated him yet the more. And we find that Joseph was thrown into a pit and sold into slavery. We find Joseph there. Y'all can come. I'm done. I'm, I'm almost done. I'm almost done, but you could still come. We find that Joseph is thrown there. He has this dream. It's the same. It's like in the same moment. And we find he's thrown into slavery. But I want you to see something. He's in slavery. He's working for Potiphar. He's struggling through. Things aren't going right. It's not fair. This isn't what the dream said. But Brother Carl, I want you to look. Go to verse 39. I mean, chapter 39. So in Genesis 39 and verse number 2. This is what it says. And it says... And the Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. You see, when we're trying to live according to our dream, it would say that the dream was with Joseph. He remembered the dream of his brothers and so he kept persevering. It wasn't his dream that led to his success. It wasn't his dream that brought him out of struggle and got him through the issues and got him through the problems and gave him the strength to make it another day. It wasn't the dream. It was the Lord. Joseph's in the fight of his life. Life's not fair. Things aren't working out. Things don't look good. God gave me a dream. God, you gave me an anointing. Don't you remember my dream? In the the slavery, it had nothing to do with the dream. But it had everything to do with the Lord. Okay, so now he's blessed and he's great and and he's doing great things. But you know what? Let me tell you. 
things don't go so well. He's lied on and, and Potiphar's wife is trying to, you know, rip his clothes off. And, and he's like, dude, this ain't for me. This is not for me. But, but God, didn't you give me a dream? God, nowhere in your dream did I see that I'm supposed to have to run up out my clothes and, and run away and, and, and keep myself, Lord. That wasn't what I was supposed to do. That's not my dream. And, and we find that, that he was taken and he was thrown into prison. He was thrown into prison. But you would imagine that he gave, God gave him this amazing dream. God blessed him with this dream. He's like, well, if I just hold on to the dream. But if you go down to Genesis 39 and verse 21. the Lord was with Joseph in the prison. Sister Leslie, it doesn't say his dream was with him in the prison. It was his dream that gave him strength in the prison. It was his dream that gave him hope in the prison. It was his dream that got him out of trouble in the prison. It was following after the dream that that made him a favorite of the prison war. It wasn't the dream. It was the Lord. Okay, listen. He gets forgotten. He gets abandoned. He gets left. He's helping out his bros in in, in prison. And and he's like, y'all, don't forget about me. When y'all get out, like, come and get me. You know, like, lift as you climb, right? That's what you're supposed to do. Lift as you climb. They straight forgot him for years. One day they remembered, hey, there's this dude that's got this special talent. I remember him from prison. Tells Paul, uh, he tells the Pharaoh, hey, there's this dude that may be able to help you. I know you can't sleep, Pharaoh. I know there's this stuff going on. I got this dude. I got this guy. I forgot all about him. Yikes. But listen, better late than never, right? Let's go. I got him. I got him on speed dial. Let's go get him. So Joseph gets taken. Out of prison, goes to the palace, talks to Pharaoh. It's like, Pharaoh, I got you. This is what's going on. Pharaoh's like, man, this is amazing. I'm going to set you up. I'm going to set you up in a place of honor. I'm going to set you up in a place of beauty and, 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 and splendor and wonder. I'm going to put you in a place of authority. This is the perfect time. For Joseph to look and say, you know what? Ha! My dream is being fulfilled. But you know what he says? This is what he says. Genesis chapter 45 and verse number 9. He says, now hurry back to my father and tell him. This is what your son Joseph says. The dream has gotten me to this place. The dream has made me master over all of Egypt. No. But Henry, God did it. You see, let me tell you something. Some of us have been living off of the dream for far too long.
we're looking around and we're trying to figure out why do I feel so exhausted? Why do I feel so overwhelmed and overrun? Why do I feel, God, didn't you call me to something great? Didn't you call me to a ministry, God? Didn't you call me to an anointing? It shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this disappointing. God, it shouldn't be this discouraging. God, didn't you give me this place? God, didn't you speak to me back then? Did, you remember when I came to the altar, God? You remember when I was in that, 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 that still, small voice that you whispered in my ear and you, you said that I would be blessed and you said I would be anointed? And, and God, don't you remember you gave me this dream? And we've been trying to live our life according to a dream that God gave us. But some of us have to understand this. In good times and in bad, when life is difficult and when life is great, it's not the dream that we need to hold on to. Some of us need to re-engage with the one who gave us the dream. Some of us need to grab a hold of the one that gave us the dream. Some of us, you know, we're, we're so focused on this dream that we get our head down and we start plowing ahead, focused on the dream that one day we're going to look up and say, well, God, where are you? God, I, I thought you told me that this was what I was supposed to do. This is where I was supposed to go. And we're so exhausted and we're working so hard according to this dream. And God says, but, but are you following after me? Seek ye the Lord. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all of those things, those dreams and those ideas and those passions and that stuff that stuff will be added to you but you have to seek the Lord first it was the Lord that got him out the pit it was the Lord that blessed him in Potiphar's house. It was the Lord that blessed him in jail. It was the Lord that raised him up in jail. It was the Lord that anointed him. It was not the dream. It was not that stuff. It wasn't those things that motivated him. It was the Lord that put him in place of authority. It was the Lord that put him in place of honor. It was the Lord that put him in a place where everything worked out. It was the Lord that brought it about for him. It was the Lord that brought you this far. It was the Lord that got you to this moment. It was the Lord that restored you. It was the Lord that kept you. It was the Lord that was there for you. It was the Lord that, ble that blessed you. It was the, the Lord that was working on my behalf. You want to figure out where to go? Shut up. Some of you, you want to figure out what to do with your family? You want to figure out what to do in your business? Some of you, you want to figure out where to go? Follow the Lord. You want to be like, God, I want to go places. I want to do great things. I want ministry in my life. I want wonder in my life. I want miracle signs and wonders in my life. Listen, don't worry about the dream. Don't worry about the dream because God will bless you. He's anointed you for the dream. He's done great things with you in a dream. But keep following after him. Some of you are frustrated. You're like, listen, I thought I'd be further ahead, God. I knew you called me for a ministry, but I'm just sitting on a pew. Keep on sitting. Keep on praying. Keep on fasting. Keep on believing. And one day as long as you're seeking the Lord Jesus Christ with everything in you you will find yourself living in the dream that God gave you years ago because here's what happened Joseph went through a pit Joseph went to prison Joseph was sold into slavery Joseph was forgotten in jail Joseph was lied on Joseph was cheated. 
Joseph was neglected. Joseph was abandoned. Joseph, he had a dream, but that was a long time ago. And he's now, we find him generations later. He's got children and things are happening and things are working and there's stuff going on. And we find in Genesis 42, Genesis chapter 42, we find it says, and Joseph recognized his brothers, but they didn't recognize him. Verse number nine. And finally, Joseph remembered the dream. You see, the dream wasn't for the pit. The dream wasn't for Potiphar's house. The dream wasn't for jail. But the dream was for this very moment. You see, because he says this. He says this in in chapter 45. I didn't give it to y'all, I'm sorry. But in Genesis 45 and verse number seven, it says that, that God, this is what Joseph says. He says, God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. It was God who sent me here. It was God who sent me here. You see, he'd gone through the pit. He'd gone into slavery. He'd been rejected, he'd been denied. He forgot all about the dream, he's just trying to survive and hold on to the Lord, strong and mighty in his life. And when the time was right, God brought the the memory of that dream. But you see, the dream wasn't just for his brothers to, to bow down to him, not just for him to get glory. That's not what the dream was about. You see, if he tried to fulfill the dream, he was telling his brothers and trying to fulfill the dream way back in the day and they got frustrated and they got upset because the time was not right for the fulfillment of his dream. But it required him to get to a place where he had to go through all of these things and God seasoned him and God worked on him and God molded him and God shaped him and God anointed him and and God did a work in him. God, for all of those things to get to the place right here, where he's able to stand in front of his brothers and remember what God spoke to him years ago. You see, it's not about you bowing down and giving glory to me, but that dream was about God positioning me to bring survival, survivors, to bring blessings to my family. That's what the dream was about. It took a pit. It took being lied on. It took all of those things. Let me tell you, I'm for real done. Y'all singers, please come. We can stand. I'm done. I'm done. I took the glasses off. I can't read another thing. I got like 10 more scriptures, but I'm done. I need some of us to hear me today. Some of us have been living 
of a dream too long. You're like, God, I know you've called me to some places. God, I know you've called me and anointed me to operate in some spaces. And God, I know. And you're looking around and you're like, listen, this looks eerily similar to a pit. God, you have anointed me, you've called me, you've destined me, you've given me a dream, you've given me a vision. I can see beyond what, but God, right now, I've, I, I made it through the pit and I survived the pit and I've been blessed and, and God, this doesn't match up with my dream. Some of y'all need to realize, come on, just let that go for a minute and just seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. David said it this way in, in 2 Chronicles. He says, continuously seek the face of God. Some of us need to not be so concerned by the dream and re-engage with the one who gives dreams. Some of us need to be like, okay, God, I know things aren't matching up but your will be done. Some of us, every single day, need to say, I will lift up my head unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help is not coming from the dream. It's not coming from the stuff. It's not coming from the things. It's, it's not coming from every day. It's not coming. But my help is still, even in moments of trial, even in, in moments of tribulation, even in, in moments of the pit, and, and when I find myself being lied on and ne neglected and rejected, and when, when things aren't going right, but, but more so when things are going right, and when I'm being lifted up, and when I'm being blessed, and when I'm being anointed, and when I'm being favored, I'm still going to lift up my head into the hills from which cometh my help because my help is not in the things it's not in the stuff but it is in Christ Jesus hear me they're about to say there are some of us that are so tired tired of gripping clutching this last morsel of a dream here's what I'm going to tell you Put it in the hand of God. Put it in the hand of God. Because when you connect who you are and what you are with who he is, there is nothing that's impossible. It's not the dream that gets you out of the trial. It's not the dream that gets you out of the stuff. It's not the dream that gets you to the places that you need to be. So right now, I'm going to invite you. I'm going to open up these. I'm going to say there's an altar call, I guess. This is an altar call. We're going to have some leaders here that are going to be happy to pray along with you. Feel free to pray wherever you are. But I'm going to, I'm going to implore you. I'm going to beg you. Don't let this moment go. Please engage with what God is doing and what God is calling you to and where God is calling you to. And you will find yourself being able to arrive at the promise and the beauty of who God is in your life. God bless you as you follow after Jesus Christ, the keeper and the giver of dreams. God bless you. God is able to do just what he said he would do.